You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! I'm gonna find Wally. I'm gonna get him back to infinity and beyond. The Speed Force is a little bit of a crazy place. Whatever hell Wally's trapped in, I'm gonna set him free. Never the hero, not Barry. I'm learning your lesson, Barry. Leave while you still can. Please. Never marathon has a finish line. Another episode of the legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow, where each week Glenn and I sit down to discuss the DC triple shot on the CW. Hello, Glenn. We have a triple shot this week. Three whole episodes. Are you excited? Yeah, you could you could call it. I mean, yes, there were three whole episodes that we watched. That's true. Uh, and there will be three next week. I have double-checked the dates uh, before we recorded, so... Uh, I was about to tell you this off air, but I feel it's important to mention it now. I just watched Arrow, literally finished watching it maybe 20 minutes ago or so. And the experience that I have from this episode, I can only liken to the time that I went to go see Dude, Where's My Car? (laughs) at my local theater. Uh, Whereas I recall going into the theater, and I recall watching the movie, but... It was it was crazy. It was almost like uh, Men in Black were like standing outside of the door when we left, like flashing us in the face with their little like pen flashy things. Because as soon as like we were halfway to the car, and I look over at my friend and I'm like, I don't remember anything that just happened in that movie at all. I don't recall anything, and we had just seen it. I couldn't remember a damn thing that happened in that movie, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> I was awake and watching it. The same thing has occurred here with this Arrow episode. I was pulling up the stuff, and it just it just hit me in the head that I don't really remember all that much about, like, very... I mean, I remember bits of the episode, obviously, but, boy, did nothing really stick with me this week. That's good. I don't know. Yeah, that's always a good sign, isn't it? Oh, that's always a positive... Um, all right, well, let's talk about shows that I do remember, and I've watched those days ago. Uh, we're going to kick it off with The Flash, Season 3, Episode 16, Into the Speed Force. Uh, so feeling responsible for everything bad happening and knowing that Wally is suffering inside of the Speed Force, Barry plans to rescue him. The team manages to come up with the means to monitor Barry, Barry's life signs and pull him out if necessary. Cisco, of course, vibes Barry into the Speed Force where he encounters manifestations of friends and foes who had previously sacrificed their lives. Uh, Eddie Thawne, Ronnie Raymond, and good old Leonard Snart, a.k.a. Captain Cold. Uh, less accommodating than before, they push Barry to understand true sacrifice and that he must be the one to save Iris in the future. Then Barry is confronted by his former enemy, Hunter Zolomon, and defeats him. Jay Garrick, 
having been contacted by Cisco, joins Barry inside the Speed Force and volunteers to take Wally's place so Barry and Wally can escape. Meanwhile, a vengeful Jesse uses the armor shard to locate the uh, to locate and face Savitar by herself. With some help from HR, she manages to wound the villain, stabbing him with the shard through a weak point in his armor, but Savitar escapes. Later, Jesse decides to head to Earth-3 to protect it until the team can free Jay from the Speed Force. And Barry admits to Iris that even though he does love her, he understands that he proposed for the wrong reasons and suggests they take some time apart from one another. Glenn, how do you feel about this stunning turn of events in Into the Speed Force? Every time you say Into the Speed Force, I just think, let's do the time warp again. <laughs> you're, feeling, <laughs> you're feeling like a little a transsexual transvestite from... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just Every time you see it, I just kept thinking... Getting some Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture Show going on. I just kept thinking that song. Into the Speed Force again. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, again, you know, it's, you know, it's a CWE episode. Oh, yeah. But again, they, they do it right. You know, the whole, I, I think what I really liked about this episode, I, I guess we'll start from the beginning and then jump around again, mm-hmm. or the ending. Um, but I like the fact that she was the one willing to look past it. Yeah. And he wasn't. Right. I took I took issue and, with. and she was and unlike Felicity, like she allowed things to get processed and you know, she was like, you know what? My dad was right. I really love you. This shouldn't change anything. And he was like, you know what? I do love you, but I shouldn't be doing this out of fear. Mm-hmm. And until I can get past that fear, you know, we need to take a break. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, I kind of get it. I get, I, I don't know. It really has to do with how it's handled, I yeah. guess is I kind of my thing. I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. Um, yeah, it's like, still stupid, but like he, like they need to take a break. What for? Just don't get married right now. Wait yeah. until the right time. Like, Instead, he's like, I've made a mistake, and therefore this one mistake means we must separate for a time. And it's like, no, man, no. And even even then, look, look, uh, personal choices are personal choices. People feel the way they feel. But nobody should ever, like, the first thing I thought of when he was like, I shouldn't have asked you to marry me, like, out of fear. It's like, I do love you, and I do want to marry you, and I think we should be married, and I think it's our destiny. And in fact, I know it's our destiny, and we're totally going to do it, but I don't want to... I don't want to do it out of I don't want to do it out of fear, and I I can sort of like it's because it's the fear of like she's gonna die, and I you know I want to be at least married to her. I want to know we had that thing before this thing happens, um you know if you were gonna do it right, I feel like he should have been like you know what that's the wrong reason to do it uh because we're gonna stop this guy and you're not gonna be dead. And we're going to kill this guy. And then we're going to celebrate by getting married after we kill this guy. Uh, that sort of thing. But, like, in the same vein, I mean, when people get shipped off to World War II or to Vietnam, how many people got married right before they get shipped off? 
because they're worried they might not see their loved one again. Like those, that's the exact same reason. And tons of people got married. In fact, tons of people I think were probably birthed uh, by by you know as a as a result of people being shipped off to work because they're scared uh, that they might not come back. Um, you know, I, I see it as like a perfect perfectly valid reason to do it, as long as the feelings are there, right? So as long as Barry loves Iris, then you know I I can. It's like I can also understand the motive he, he him not wanting that to be his main motivation. Um. I, I don't know. It, it was definitely handled better than uh, an Olicity, uh segment of this nature would have been on Arrow. This would have been far more mangled. Uh, but it still felt kind of like a weird misstep. May, I think mainly because he's like, we must now take a break. Because uh, that, yeah. just, that just didn't make sense to me. It's like, n- I mean, not really, guys. Just, you know, go back to doing what you were doing before and, you know, we'll just get married after we stop Savitar, okay? Uh, but, you know, they... they I feel like this was one of those, as you noted, CWE moments where it's like, we've got to have a big dramatic twist and, oh no, it's the... You know, they are doing a will-they-won't-they they with them and now we're in the won't-they slope. And, um, you know, of course, eventually they will. But... I, I guess this is what they, they wanted to do is this, you know, get people thinking like, oh my god, it might not happen now. Um, of course we know it probably will. Um, anything else about this episode? Any of the Into the Speed force stuff? Yeah, yeah, we got to see Captain Cold. Always a plus, although underused, of course. Yeah, I mean, they were all, all their cameos were kind of underused. Yeah. Um, you know, I like, you know, Jared Garrick switching spots with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Very CWE, but worked. Now they uh, have to figure out a way to rescue him at some point, of course. The only thing that really bothered me was the whole having Jesse quickly because he says he has plans for her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm pretty sure they said he, someone said the same thing about her last year. Probably, yes. And then she's like, oh, but Earth 3, because they need a flash. And it's like, well, so does Earth 2, and you were okay with leaving that home. <laughs> Oh, they're fine. They've got a Salivar to protect them. Yeah. So it was just a. Mm. It was just I got a kick out of that. That yeah. that line of reasoning. It was like, well, you know. I mean, this was this was very similar to the last time Barry was in the Speed Force. Um, a lot of these similar. Uh, a lot of similar things happened. He and Kyle... I'm glad the thing took a break from trying to kill Thon to try and kill mm-hmm. Barry, and Barry killed it. I guess. Yeah, he just eviscerated him. I mean, he the thing is like pure speed force, so I, I can't necessarily. Dest- I guess he's like matter. You can't necessarily destroy it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it was. Uh. This was. This was fine. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I mean, the, can we the, go out of order this week, please? <laughs> you really, you, I mean, you really want to? I mean, I can. I mean, the only reason why I say it is just because it was hands down, like, it was a lot of fun. I wasn't even close this week. All right, well, I guess we'll, <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll do it. We'll end on a happier note. What would you give into the Speed Force then? Uh, like a three, three and a quarter. Yeah, I gave it three as well. Uh, a fine episode, uh, with. Not a lot. St- I mean, look, the, more stuck in my brain with this episode 
than the one I guess we're going to talk about next, which is Season 5 of Arrow, Episode 16, called Checkmate. Tell me who this Prometheus is. He calls himself Adrian Chase. I gave your girlfriend an exclusive. What did you do to her? We have to find Susan. I'm ten steps ahead of you and you haven't even figured out what game we're playing yet. I'm gonna finish this. Queen finds himself at the beginning of Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, or no, it was Batman Begins, wasn't it? Batman, yes, he fi- Batman He finds Begins. himself at the beginning of Batman Begins, where he goes, I mean, isn't that where he went to? Essentially, like, the mountain with the blue flower? I don't know, that's where I felt like that's where he went. Yeah. Um, the Himalayas. He, he goes to this mountainous building in the Himalayas, where Oliver meets Talia al Ghul, who reveals herself as Raish's daughter. I guess uh, up until this point, she'd only been known as Talia to him, I guess. Um, And uh, that she hates the former for killing him before revealing that she helped Adrian become Prometheus. Oliver confronts Adrian, who reveals that he has kidnapped Williams, who will starve if the former kills Adrian. I really like like how this is written. Lots of the former Mm -hmm. in this paragraph. I hate... Whoever writes this, stop writing it like this, please. Um, The Green Arrow breaks in Adrian's house and tries to reason with Doris before the ACU storms in, forcing him to escape. Felicity agrees to hack DHS drones for Helix, which finds William's location in exchange. Oliver's team enters the building, and the former manages to find and rescue Williams before he confronts Adrian. Diggle brings Doris, who attempts to convince Adrian to surrender, only for him to stab her. Oliver engages Adrian while the others take Williams and Doris away. Talia arrives and helps Adrian overpower Oliver and abduct him while Doris succumbs to her wound. Adrian tells Oliver that he plans to keep the latter to learn who she really is. Meanwhile, Adrian continues acting normally in City Hall, angering the team. In flashbacks, some Russian stuff happens some more and we should probably get ready for more russiany things by the way because next week's episode title is the russian word for hood so i'm guessing we're going back to the ussr glenn uh what did you think of checkmate this week two and a half seriously like that's it i mean no oh it's (laughs) i mean that's fine if you want to move on no 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 i mean uh I mean, it's just the same thing as we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, having Felicity go down this path, I really think they they really might just get rid of her this season. Um, like she's going to get locked up or something? I don't know. For the Helix stuff? Blows up with Helix, one of those drones that she set free is going to bomb her instead. Probably set uh, off another nuke. Yeah. You know this her, time she's Ragman crazy. Can't, can't absorb it. Right. Um, to me, that's like the only stuff that really stuck out in this episode, by the way, was the Felicity with, with Helix thing. Like they did the whole bit where she gets taken 
to the the Helix HQ, and she's all of a sudden sort of taken aback by maybe these people aren't as good as I was led to believe or something. Like they've got the they've got the uh, speaking of we talked about how Oliver went to go meet Talia uh, at the the place from Batman Begins. Uh, apparently Helix has the whatever that tool Lucius had in the Dark Knight where you can yeah. spy on every person yeah. in real time. Uh, all, all we were missing was some sort of reference Sonar, from the Dark Knight like, Rises. Uh, like a submarine, Mr. Wayne. A submarine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she was uh, she was kind of taken aback by, uh, you know... Uh, and, and of course, this is classic Felicity getting herself in way too deep has no being idea. upset and then man really getting over it pretty quickly very quickly yeah. all right now i'll do this thing for you sure how many they people's it gonna kill okay i'll just i'll just i'll just put those notches on my belt um yeah it was not really much stuck out though like nothing nothing really stuck with me and like i said i just watched this thing and it feels very very foggy to me uh I, I I don't know. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? We can go talk about the good show this week. No, not really. I mean, mm-hmm. I think this whole, I don't know, every time that, that the Adrian Chase guy was like, you know what game to play, and I'm ten steps ahead of you. You don't know what game this is. What, yeah. And then Oliver's like, what game are we playing? I'm done. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what so game stupid. is it? Monopoly. It's just dumb. Yeah. Um, agreed. Uh, or did you? Le- were you legit in saying that you gave this one two and a half? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Well, I gave it a two. Um, <laughs> you're ble- uh, may- Maybe. Uh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm underrepresenting. But uh, as assuredly as I am underrepresenting this episode, I am almost a hundred percent likely to be. Overrepresenting the next episode we're going to talk about, <laughs> uh, which I, I look, I may just fall just shy of calling this the best episode of any television show I've ever watched in my entire life. That's probably some hyperbole, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure, but I'm still coming off of the high uh, of that of this particular episode. Um, and you know, it's a uh, you know, it's amazing. Uh, I felt like maybe we're the only two people in the world who are singing the praises of legends. But uh, I just saw an article the other day from, I think it was like IO9 uh, or one one of those websites. And somebody did in fact do an opinion piece about how more people should be watching legends because it's the most fun comic booky TV show uh, on TV by far. It's like, you know, better than the Flash's current melodrama and way better than Arrow. And they're like, it's silly and dumb, but it's so much fun. And it's like, oh my gosh, either this is a major coincidence or this guy listens to our podcast uh, and agrees wholeheartedly. Uh, but yeah, he's he's not wrong. And the show continues its streak of awesomeness with season two, episode 14 of Legends of Tomorrow called Moonshot. Houston, we're about to enter the dark side of the moon. I know this mission won't be easy. We have to intercept Apollo 13 before it lands on the moon. Would you look at that? What's happening? Tom's here. Looks like a stowaway. Houston, do we have a problem? Tell me something I don't know. 
The legends head to NASA. In 1970, where Henry Haywood is working as a consultant, Henry reveals that he hid his piece of the spear fragment in the flag left by the Apollo 11 crew on the moon, but reveals that the Apollo 13 mission is going exactly as planned. Which, of course... Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, because things uh, aren't supposed to go exactly as planned uh, with Apollo 13 and for those of you too young to, to know, um, instead of reading a history book, I suggest just watching the Tom Hanks film. Uh, I mean, you could read about it, I'm sure, but it won't be nearly as dramatic and uh, as an enter- entertaining uh, a quest as watching that film would be. Um, it is revealed that Thawne has taken the identity of Jack Swigert, who is the pilot. Uh, the I think he's like the lunar module pilot. And uh, he incapacitates... Uh, Fred Hayes and Jim Lovell, the other two uh, astronauts on board. And Ray flies aboard the Apollo command module and manages to restrain Thawne before retrieving the spear fragment. However, the Wave Rider is damaged when Sarah attempts to stop meteors from damaging the Apollo craft, leaving Ray stranded on the moon. Ray and Thawne eventually launch themselves off of the moon and are caught by the Wave Rider, Thawne is, of course, restrained, uh, but does calculate the angle the team needs to re-enter the atmosphere. Henry sacrifices himself to save the team, leaving Nate disappointed that he wasn't able to create a potentially better life for his family. That passes on Henry's message to his teenage father. Uh, Sarah and Rip seem to clash over who should captain the ship, but eventually reach a mutual agreement. Amaya asks Gideon to show her the fate of her village and her family, revealing to Amaya of the the destruction of her village and the knowledge of her granddaughter, Mari, the present-day vixen. So, your thoughts on Moonshot? It was great. It was great. Where to begin, though? Uh, Is there really only one place to begin? Dale! (laughs) Should we just begin with with Victor Garber? Yeah. Singing... Goddamn Deo. Oh, th- this, this is an incredible scene. So you have Victor Garber. You've got... Okay, so you've got Professor Stein and you've got Mick Rory infiltrating uh, the command center uh, in wherever it is. Florida. Houston. Whatever. Um, now, was it me? Were they, were they doing British accents as well? Or at uh, least Stein Well, I mean, was. Jefferson Jack used his real accent. Yes. Well, I mean, that's cheating, of course. And, um, I mean, I guess if Dominic Purcell wanted to as well, he's also British, so... Everyone's British. Um, but Victor Garber is a good old-fashioned Canadian. Oh, yes. And, uh, basically, uh, the, the Apollo 13 is about to come back into contact range with Houston, and they need a stalling tactic, does the Wave Rider crew to finish what they're doing and they're running out of time and they keep yelling at Stein that we need a distraction. You need to think of something. And he does what anybody I believe in that situation would, which is standing up in the middle of, uh, this incredibly expensive and dangerous scientific mission where human lives are at stake 
and just starts going, Deo, me say Deo. And he goes, like he goes the full nine yards. He is just singing the shit out of this song. And Mick Rory starts singing it. And I feel like we were moments away from like everybody just joining in. And it was maybe the greatest moment in television history. I was singing this in my living room along with him. Uh, it's just who, whoever thought of this is, is brilliant and a genius. And this is like one of the most ridiculous and fun things ever. And, uh, it just put the biggest possible smile on my face. And I was feeling shitty when we watched this episode. I'm like slowly recovering from illness and, uh, I was not feeling great watching these episodes and this put, like, the biggest smile I've ever had in my entire life on my face. This was great. Uh, Ray on the moon was great. As he was, like, bouncing on the moon to the theme to 2001. <laughs> uh, it was, like, there was just there's so much win in this episode. Do you have... And you also have the stuff like with Don, you know? Yes. It's weird. They... they... Of all the villains in all of these shows, they, they really <laughs> do a good job of handling him. Yes, they do. I you mean, know, everybody, really. But. Yeah, it just his callbacks and um, whatnot. I also love that Mick did the intro to this show. Oh, my God. Was this the same exact intro he did no, last no, time? No, 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 no. He didn't, because he didn't say who writes this crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he like, did. oh, he started with, I guess you idiots haven't figured this out yet. Yeah. Like, he's calling us idiots because we don't understand <laughs> that they're all legends. And we don't yeah. understand their backstory, so he's got to say it again. Yeah, uh, I think you know what I th- and and the last time he did an intro, I also believe we considered it a uh, a stupendous episode. I feel like this is like a a benchmark. Like if Mick Rory's doing the the intro uh, to the show, like we should just expect a like a barn burner. Uh, and this was a tremendous episode. Do you have more you'd like to to add? What do you what do you how do you feel about the uh, um uh, with uh I guess with the the battle of the captain, the battle over the captaincy uh, for the wave rider, it's not really a battle. No, I mean he, I mean he, he gave in. Yeah, he's kind and of stepping I, to the side. Yeah, and I, I, you know, again, you know, he he's right. You know, what is this place now? Um, but he's also questioning, like, you know, if I'm not the captain, you know, what am I? Am I just a dude? Just a grunt. <laughs> Yeah. But it is weird. Like, yeah, you do watch it. It's like, yeah, you know what? They really slowly but surely, like, they really, they really have come around. Like, it, you know, it it does seem like more of a camaraderie that they had the force because of his absence. Yes, not so much that. Yeah, she's been a good captain, but really, it is his absence. They had to band <laughs> together and they had to prop up one of their own. Because yeah, if I she mean, failed, the whole group would have failed. So, uh, right. you know, they took the one dude who basically knew what he was doing uh, and took him out of the equation. Everybody else, you know, these people aren't from the future. They aren't time masters. Uh, you know, they had to, like, you're right, they had to just force them together to, to become a, a better team. And, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, and it's a curious turn as well, because I just figured once Rip came back, it, you know, they'd, you know with the motion with their hands, like, you know, your seat captain and he'd take it back. But, 
it's it's a bit. I find it a bit of an interesting twist that, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not really the captain of this crew. It's like, you know, you are Lance. Uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, and maybe things are better that way. So yeah, it's it's real interesting that they're um, that they're doing that. You know, and they did some more stuff with um, uh, Nate and uh, his his grandfather, right? Yeah, um, I like they, that stuff. They, uh, the only thing, um, and they were like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, if I wouldn't have told him, he wouldn't have sacrificed himself, and it's like, no, he, no, he still would have done it. Like he, that's that's the kind of guy he was. Mm-hmm. You know, not that he even had a whole lot to do, but you know, them finding him was fun, and then again, you know, his sacrifice that he makes. Yeah, you know, I didn't get tear jerky like uh like old Haywood did, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was. It was well done, and you know, and then again, going to Ma. Now, now we had to deal with you know what are her choices going to be. Yeah. You know, if she's going to know her future, like what choice is she going to make to either prevent it or, or be like, you know what, I don't believe in this fake crap. Uh, you know, I'm my own person. Yeah. You know, right. I'm just gonna eat this cookie. I'm gonna walk out and, you know, live my <laughs> life. Sorry, yeah, I bastardized what the oracle said, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's it's okay to paraphrase the oracle, uh, as long as you don't paraphrase that uh, cookies need love, like everything does. Uh, that's a those are words to live by. Is what you knocked it over had and not said anything. <laughs> that first oracle was way better than the the second one, by the way. Yeah, they were like really good friends in real life. Yeah, I did. I I, I, I I heard that way back uh way back when, which is both like kind of sad but also nice. Yeah, a little bittersweet. Yeah, bittersweet. Just kinda hey, exactly like those last two Matrix movies. <coughs> Sweet. They had some good moments in them, but uh boy do they have some bittery moments in them as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh it's like a like a Uneven, unevenly cooked steak. Like, hey, it's yes. still steak. It's still good. But like, man, sure, could have been better. <laughs> and I'll take the, and I will take that over Arrow, which mostly uh, is just bitter these these days. Shit show. Uh, what would you, uh, if you have anything else to add about Moonshot, please feel free. But if not, what would you give it? Uh, I mean, I, I don't really have too much. Again, oh, the one thing I will say, we really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it a very good score, and it wasn't very Mick heavy. No, not really. Although he was involved in my favorite scene. <laughs> yeah, he was. And seeing but Mick it's... Rory sing this song, which means it's an acknowledgement that not only is he aware of this song, but is aware of the lyrics of this song, and then decided to also sing it in this incredibly awkward moment was such an un-Mick Rory-like thing to do, I think. But he was just like, he knew that he w- they were fucked. So he's just like, why not? Um, so yeah, that that helped for me. But continue. But yeah, no, it was. Uh, that's why it was weird. Like whenever he did the intro, I'm like, oh great, he's gonna be in it a lot. Mm-hmm. But no, and then I also loved <laughs> whenever uh, Ray Palmer's recording the video, like in the Martian. <laughs> oh yes, and he's like, what are you doing? That's right. <laughs> They even dropped that reference as well. He's like, now I know how Matt Damon felt or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to science the fuck 
this. Yeah, oh, like, awesome. Yeah, it was great. Because I, I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, I don't think he would have, like, no, I was like, oh, yeah, was, considering when the show started, like, that very well may have been, like, the last movie he saw. Oh, quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, no, it was just that, I, I, I don't know, I really did like the whole modular stuff that him and, him and Thon, the interactions, and, you know, then he leaves and that kind of stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, uh, it was and like, yeah, he's still a piece of shit and a bad guy, but like, you know, I do get it. You know, he's he is all he is doing this to not die. All of he's ever done is to be the best man. You know, there's of course Drawing parallels. Like, there's you know, there's a thought process to it. He's not just a bad guy because he's Damien Dark. Yes. Well, I mean, there is of course the uh, there is the one issue that they didn't do a very good job of repairing the timeline here. <laughs> no. As far as I can tell, Jack Swigert is still missing. With no explanation, I think, right? I mean, I'm sure. Well, he didn't kill him. Because no. that was the one thing I did like. Because it did. <laughs> again, it kind of shows some humanity. Like, he didn't kill them because these were scientists. This is a monumentous moment. He is a scientist. Like, in a way, it's like he kind of respected. The- mm-hmm. The history of it, because he didn't kill him; he just drugged him to where they would have been asleep while he could have done his thing. And I'm yes. sure Swagger, like I'm sure he didn't kill him; he just, you know, put him in a closet somewhere. Yeah, uh, that that was again those little touches, those <coughs> little things that just kind of make it work. But yeah, this episode, I mean, I don't think I'll quite go as high as you, because um, yeah. our scale only goes to five. Yes, but I will give it a five. What didn't I say I was gonna give it six? Yeah, you said six. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm giving this a five as well. Uh this was a, a fantastic fucking episode. Everybody needs to watch this show more often. We say it every week. We will continue to say it until it is at least regularly beating arrow in the ratings. Some some weeks it does, some weeks it does not. Yeah. Because um, it, it really is good. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, for, uh, until next week, uh, you can always head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the flashing arrow and all of the other shows we do. And of course this show, like all of the others is available on iTunes and Google play music. Just search for flashing arrow and hit the subscribe button to get all of the episodes delivered to you as we put them out. Uh, now I have double, double, double checked these dates and we've got march 21st march 21st and march 22nd so i think we're good uh so glenn and i will return to discuss season three episode 17 of the flash called duet uh episode 17 from arrow's fifth season i'm told it is the russian word for hood called capuchon Mm. Yeah, it's, at least it's not written in Russian. Uh, and season two, episode 15 of Legends of Tomorrow called Fellowship of the Spear. Mm-hmm.